Welcome to Dear Graduate, the podcast where you start believing you don't have to choose between your work life and your life's work. I'm your host, Aisha Boydman. Dear Graduate is brought to you by Serve Here, a nonprofit mobilizing a generation of faith to be on mission where they'll work and live. The Serve Here program provides college students with internships, mentorship, community, and life-changing conversations. To learn more about the organization, visit servehere.org. Wherever you are today, we're here to tell you, dear graduate, everything is going to be okay. Today we're beginning our once-a-month tradition of chatting with a college student about life, an unplanned, unprepared conversation with a regular person. I think you'll enjoy it. Natalie is a wise, honest, and relatable student from AM. She shares with us her grief and her gratitude from an unexpected year. Now she's looking forward to graduation with a new outlook. Well, it's so good to see your face. It's been so long. I know. Uh, oh my gosh. I, I want to hear yeah, everything. Oh, yes. My roommates and I listened to the first podcast together. And it was so fun. And they were like, you sound just like her. <laughs> I was like, like our voice, like our tone of voice. And I was like, that's the best compliment ever. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Well, hopefully this uh, recording isn't confusing then. Hopefully it doesn't <laughs> sound like we're talking to ourselves. I've been a little high pitch, but. <laughs> um, well, let's go ahead and just kind of jump in because my questions are basically what I would normally ask you anyway in a regular conversation. So this is going to be our first uh like college student conversation but hopefully every month we'll be doing we will be doing informal talks like this where we're not prepping Mm -hmm. we're not planning we're just really asking college students what they're thinking about um what's going on in their lives what they're worried about and especially right now i think this conversation is important because there's so many college seniors who experienced a year or a semester now and like spring, summer, it just wasn't quite what they thought that it was. And so my hope for this conversation is to provide community, a sense that people aren't alone in what they've experienced um, and also closure for 2020 to kind of exhale the end of the year. Um, So, but I would like for you to start just kind of telling everyone who you are, um, about where you go to school, what year are you, what are you studying? And then we'll kind of move into how we know each other. Yes, yes, amazing, I love that. So I am Natalie, um, I am a senior at Texas A&M studying communication and psychology. Um, and yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> yeah. I'm from, I'm from College Station, if that helps anything. I grew up here, so. Well, sweet. Well, I know you pretty well because we spent the summer together. You were a part of our 2020 summer insanity <laughs> Um, where we had to switch to virtual internships right before your internship started. So I want to hear a little bit about where you interned and kind of what you did there. Just a little like serve here plug. 
and then really just kind of go into what that experience was like. Like, what was it like to hear that your internship was going to be virtual? What was it like to kind of experience that shift going into the summer? Um, and how did you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. So I interned for the Archibald Project um, this summer. I was a marketing communication intern and just got to um, work on two big projects throughout the whole summer. So it's still even with the virtual aspect, like still felt very structured and I still had an end goal and a project. And so that was really cool to be provided that. Um, and so I got to work on an ambassador program that's um, still, I'm still kind of getting to help out on, which is really awesome and just create a way. Um, the Archival Project is a nonprofit that uses storytelling to advo advocate and provide um, just like ethical care for vulnerable children and so um and you so cool they're amazing they use storytelling to inspire people into action essentially and that leads them to real tangible results of people doing big things for vulnerable children that they may never have if they hadn't heard a story of like how someone overcame something and so really just beautiful mission and so yeah i got to help out and be a part of that um and this summer it was crazy because um when I think about 2020, just as a whole, I see it as January to March and then March mm. to now. <laughs> like it's very mm -hmm. short. And um, it's so funny. I was a junior, obviously looking for an internship, having no idea what I want to do um, and was just, you know, communication major. And I have all these things that I really love, like things I'm passionate about. And I was just like, I don't know what to do with that. And the career fair didn't tell me what to do with that. <laughs> So um, it was actually really cool because um, right before spring break, which is kind of when everything went downhill <laughs> with COVID at least, um, I had made a decision to pursue Serve Here um, literally the Friday before spring break. And so I think in retrospect, it's really funny to see how the Lord was just like, here, like, here's this, like, here's what you're doing. And I remember I had a few days of being like, finally, I know what I'm doing. And yeah. then <laughs> and I was like, is it going to happen? Like, I had no idea. And I hadn't even been paired with a nonprofit yet because we were in the beginning of the process. And so just really mm -hmm. cool how, like, saying, I, like, now I think about it, of, like, I said this one really big yes, like, right before spring break. And after that, it was still super bumpy and still super windy. And I still had no idea, even after saying that, yes, um, well, that I thought would be a very quick, secure path um, and still ended up exactly what I was supposed to do. And then it went virtual. Um, and I remember that was kind of a shock. And I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I was so excited it was happening. But then I was like, how are we going to do how am I going to connect with the interns? How am I going to, you know, kind of like you're saying, like create this sense of community in such like a really isolated time um, of like this big dream internship I've had and just all of those like fears and thoughts like were totally like flipped on their head like this summer. Um, and so that was really cool. Um, That's so funny that you say you got a couple of days of really <laughs> like that feeling that we all want uh -huh. close to senior year where you're like, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that doesn't satisfy. It's what we want, but it's not, you know, it's not real peace. And so, but you got it and then you kind of got it taken away and shaken up a little bit, which is really funny. But I'm interested to hear how, how did that shift impact you? How did the summer being virtual, being at home, 
being not what you expected how did that impact you internally yeah um so I think it really just impacted my view of honestly self of being like okay like what does this mean now for my future and that you know it there was this constant like there's so much going on in the world right now like there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of brokenness and so I was like I, I kind of kept going through that cycle of like well I should be thankful that you know mm. I have something and I still have an internship and you know was trying to the natural optimist in me was trying to be like this is good this is great like we got this um and so I think it really was just, I remember like writing like my very first day of summer in my journal. And I think I wrote, this is the most like unideal, ideal situation um, because <laughs> I was home. And so that was a shock. I, you know, don't, I haven't, like most college students, I go to summer camp and do study abroad and all that stuff during the summers. And so it was my first summer spent at home with my family and, you know, and that, that I may never have that long of an opportunity to do and I just remember thinking wow like this is so ideal and yet this is also so unideal <laughs> and uh, so I think I just so really good <laughs> struggled with to find this balance between you know fighting and Aisha like I know I got to, I shared a lot this summer of just like my fight for contentment um mm -hmm. that I like really wrestle with sometimes and so really just getting to practice like true surrender and like faith without any clear answers of like okay, 10 weeks seemed like a very long time. And I'm like, I want this to be the best. Um, but also I'm like, is this going to be the best? And so, yeah, I think I was very much just like in this boat of like back and forth, one extreme to the other. Um, and so going into it was very much like, wow, this is so not what I expected. But Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think we all kind of went into that, um, <laughs> community setting a little bit apprehensive I know for me like I had never led a summer or any semester that was all virtual and so I was used to getting FaceTime with people and really like getting to know them and watching them build community with each other and so all of a sudden it was just this big question mark but pretty quickly God moved and revealed that even in or especially in isolation, we were all hungry for getting to know each other, you know, and, and I think that happened, which is really, really sweet. Um, tell me, now that you have started your senior year, what do you look back at during 2020 that you're grieving, like maybe something that you kind of lost or that you wish was different? And what are you grateful for? Yeah, that is such a great question. Um, I think um, in retrospect, I think I'm grieving just a lot of what, at least in my mind, was potential opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and so I see it as, wow, like, had, I think we're all playing that same thought in our head of, had this been a normal year, I would have, you know, gone to Austin for the summer and done my internship. And maybe I would have, like, I don't know. It's one of those things like every one decision changes the next decision and it's just like impacts. It's like this domino effect. And so mm -hmm. there, I think there are times where I like legitimately wonder, like even after, you know, school went online and I had, I had to go home for a while after spring break, which was really hard just because I'm a college student. I love college. And so I just wonder like, 
wow, did I miss on a, miss out on, you know, leadership opportunities or like intentionality with friends. And I think just those things that were all like, were, were just quickly, you know, taken from us, um, mm-hmm. that I'm like, wow, I wonder, um, I kind of grieve that sense of like potential and opportunity because of the very just stagnant nature of, um, this time. Um, but yeah, that being said, I think something I'm so thankful for, um, is that honestly, I'm thankful I got to experience this in college. Like I, Oh, wow. I didn't expect you to say that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it and I'm like, you know, there's no really ideal place, um, to be right now Mm -hmm. in a pandemic. Um, but just like, I, I remember just like, I've had conversations with the Lord that like, just like this idea that like, you know, like in Ruth and it talks about like for such a time as this and like the thought, you know, you, you hear that a lot and then you hear that, wow, like, you know, the Lord has you exactly where you are for a very specific and unique purpose, even if it's something that's trying and hard, like that, you know, like this. And I just think being a college student right now, like I was provided such a unique opportunity to really like, I don't know, have some freedom with how I handle this and that, yes, I was quarantined at home. Honestly, it feels like for a lot of this semester, but I got to do it with like a community um, mm-hmm. of people that I love and that love Jesus. And, um, you know, we got to have these conversations of like how this is going to impact us in the future and the world and that we're all kind of in this, have this shared kind of, it is grief, but at the same time, it's kind of this, it's very comforting to be, you know, a college student of like, okay, I'm not necessarily a kid at home with my parents having to do exactly you know, having to stay home and like not really having an option. I'm not, you know, out there fully in the adult world. Yet. I don't even have my first job. So mm-hmm. I'm like, and this really weird in between. And there's just a, in that, like so much opportunity to just, um, I don't know, just really grow and ex- make it the best possible and like really get out of ourselves and, you know, be able to serve like people in our community that, because we just have so much time and we have like so many, yeah. we really have resources, <laughs> but we have like, a lot of time and energy to give and, you know, relatively like we can stay safe, um, more than a lot of people. And so I'm just like really thankful that I, um, got to experience it at time that I know I'm going to look back. And I think everyone can really say college is a time for exponential growth, um, real quick. And for this to happen right now, like, wow, I've grown so much personally, spiritually, been able to reflect on things, you know, things that maybe I wouldn't have had time for slash wouldn't have even thought of and so really thankful for that that is true I'm really glad to hear you say obviously this is not what you would have chosen mm-hmm. I don't think any of us are like I would have planned it exactly this way <laughs> yeah. but to hear you just retrospectively say you know what this was good and I I was able to reflect on things and this is a season of life where it's okay that this is where I'm at because you could be frustrated that you have a finite amount of time in college Mm -hmm. you know and that this is how you're spending your time Um, and that would be totally okay and it's also okay if you're holding a little bit of that too which you kind of said in your grieving yeah but I love that it has become something to be grateful for even if you're holding both grief and gratitude, like yeah. in different hands. Um, I was thinking about, you know, people who have like grown up in the depression or like mm-hmm. have gone through these crazy historical 
moments that stick with them forever. How do you think this is going to impact you like going forward? Like, what do you, what do you picture yourself thinking about that you wouldn't have thought about or noticed? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, that's so true. I, this is so unique to our time and it's sometimes hard not to see it as just where you are right now, but that I think it's the thing that everyone's been reminding each other that it won't always be like this, you mm. know, but then it's also hard to picture now a world without it. And so I think when I get to that day, someday when, you know, there isn't everyone's wearing masks every, everywhere and, yeah. you know, COVID-19, another scare, just all of those, that kind of just language just becomes so normal um, now in my day-to-day life. Um, I just really think like, this might sound so like cliche, but like, <laughs> giving someone a hug is gonna be so meaningful and like getting to go to whether that's like church and the sit mm-hmm. next to each other with like shaking everyone's hands and whether that's like going on road trips and trips with your family or even just really mundane tasks like literally going to the grocery store or um yeah whatever that looks like things that even maybe we thought were burdensome I think the busyness of life it's always the classic college student again to play that is like I'm so busy like life's so busy like it's so fun but I'm always so stressed and like you know I I I think I'm really I'm gonna be so much more appreciative of that I think of just like seeing hopefully just able to see the busyness as just more purposeful and like hopefully use this and like would learn from like everything being kind of that business taken away that like the value of the things that I'm doing and like really just appreciate them um a lot more so totally I took the hugging I can't wait but I'm also like it is gonna feel so weird to not think about germs (laughs) (laughs) or maybe we'll never get to the point I don't know maybe it'll take a while but I think about like what in what world does a table of like 12 people share an appetizer and everyone puts their spoon in, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. Or, or like taking a bite of something and being like, mm, this is good. Try it. And like <laughs> letting everyone try it. Um, or I heard somebody talking about like blowing out candles and just like how funny it is like at birthdays, like why have we ever let people blow out candles when everyone eats that cake? It's so just, now it's like what were what were you thinking <laughs> um what what do you find yourself asking god about or for most right now um yeah i think i have shifted a lot just like over the course of the semester thinking like i feel like at the beginning i was very much like still kind of you know, hoping and wanting this sort of tangible answer. Um, and then now as a semester for like my future and like, whether that's not just job at this point, it's more like job and, you know, future family, where I'm going to live, like what life is going to look like, like safety for my family, like all of these things that are just so out of my control. Um, and I think I've just found myself um, really just praying for a sense of to be in a position where I feel truly surrendered to the point where I don't have to know um, Mm. these things. And so I've really just been praying for, okay, Lord, like, 
like I think just genuine faith I think that's been really prevalent like a theme throughout this year of like okay I've always said I have I have faith um but what does it mean to truly have genuine faith and like to not need to know and to pray for things that are going to be God glorifying and that his will will be done versus just like I pray I get this job or I pray I live in this city and so I've definitely like it's been more of like a shift and I've had to like find myself really like in my time with the Lord of being like I like this is it's just so cool because like this is stuff we like literally talked about during the summer of being like okay am I sitting here asking God for something like am I just going through my list or am I like really speaking and like connecting to Mm. the Lord and am I just is being in his presence simply enough in that for me to like keep going and for me to like keep pursuing that and so really I've just been asking for like yeah just a position to be genuinely faithful I love that I think it's interesting when we walk through seasons of actually not having control how sometimes it can put some fears to rest because you have to accept eventually you have to accept I've never been in control I'm not in Mm -hmm. control and there's a freedom to that a little bit you know and sometimes it can bring up new fears and so I'm curious how like what fears are still there that weren't Mm -hmm. that were there in January and what fears are quieter or smaller or have just completely gone away Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think the biggest fear that is still here and still like, I mean, I think back to this morning, I was wrestling through it. Um, it's just that I, um, won't truly, I think just be content with where I'm at in say a year from now. I think I've been measuring it a lot and like, okay, one year from now, where will I be? Like, I feel like that's what I perceive I have the most control over. Um, and just that, yeah, like I, um, something in me won't be good enough to really, um, get to that next best step that everyone kind of talks about and that, you know, maybe there's something in me that I, I think I'm always on this idea that I need to grow more before I get somewhere or I need to like have more like tangible skills or I needed to have, you know, really matured in this area of my life. You know, I, I kind of feel this need to like, be like the best version of myself before having say like a really great opportunity um and you know maybe a lot of that I think comes from being a college student you know that's kind of what you're told and you know with good intentions of like okay get this do this grow in this and then now sell yourself and if you can't then okay you need to work on that and you know really make you be you the best like the best version of you and I think I sometimes fear not being the best version of myself. Um, and so that's definitely been something that I like even coming to end this year, I'm just in constant wrestling with. I don't think you're alone in that. I bet a lot of people who will hear you say that, whether it's been confessed out loud or not feel that. Uh And I do want to say part of the reason why that pressure is being put on you is because the rest of us feel it for the rest of our lives so just in case in case it hasn't been clear 
I'm afraid to do this podcast because I'm not good enough and don't know enough. You know, I was afraid to have kids because I hadn't reached my full potential of who I am as a woman and a daughter of God and a wife and uh, all the things, my career, all these things that I wanted to reach a certain point. But the problem is you never reach that point. <laughs> and so you're, you'll constantly just try to get the next, like reach a next level. Like it's a Nintendo game and it's not. Um, and I think we can't take out that kind of piece of discernment where it's not about whether or not we think that we're ready or we think we're equipped. It's about walking with God and knowing that he equips us and he's the only one and he says we're worthy and that's enough. Yeah. So, but I do think that lie, I wish I could just get rid of it, but mm -hmm. it's in all of us. So you're not alone in that every age, retired, <laughs> successful man, woman, it, everyone's feeling that everyone feels like whether they're admitting it or not a little bit, they need to reach that next level before they can move forward or be successful or do the next thing. And also you're incredibly talented. Um, so, and your internship was incredibly successful and you offered so much wisdom to our summer. So you're so encouraging, so kind and wow, thank you. And I, you're so right. I think that there's, um, man, I was really just talking to my roommate earlier about, this idea of like having almost like the same conversation over and over again because you have the same struggle mm. over and over again, but that that is okay. And that it's like this constant need to be reminded that it, it's like you said, it's not just one day you're gonna be like, okay, today I'm good enough. And today, cause the day you do that is honestly, it's like the day when you think you can handle life without true surrendering in your life. Exactly, on the that's Lord. exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And you're probably not, practicing any self-awareness if you're like I got it I'm good I'm perfect that's exactly right I'm really glad you said that let's talk about friendships a little bit because I think this is a big thing for always for college just that's where you make your friends you know you'll have a few left over from high school and then college is really where you kind of lock into these beautiful life-giving lifelong friendships um how have your friendships been impacted by this year being what it was yeah um I think that they have been so impacted honestly that's one of the areas of my life that I don't think I thought going into you know when COVID hit that that's what I would grow a lot in but mm -hmm. it actually did and I think this is very uh, maybe unique to me but maybe um I'm sure that other people felt this way of like I sometimes my natural tendency is to isolation and that's in like a normal world um that's in like everyday busyness um but when when those fears and anxieties creep in I go to isolation and fear of abandonment and you know th that's my that's my demon <laughs> and I'm mm -hmm. tackling it and so with when COVID happened I think it just really just I don't even know like made it even harder to not be feel isolated um because I remember just having to go like I said go home and like my some of my my best friends got to stay in town and there was this idea of like oh gosh like am I missing out on connection and I think that's a lot of like our fears of like 
yeah, again, I'm missing out on connection to my friends and memories and things that um, would bring me happiness and fulfillment. And I kind of like, you know, walked through it for a good amount. And it really um, was beautiful because this, this summer was a really good break in that I was, everyone was home, you know, everyone was kind of in the same boat and I got such great wisdom. And I, my mentor, Hannah, shout out, um, and serve here. I finally got to just admit that, gosh, I feel really isolated right now. And I don't know why, because I have such great friends and Mm -hmm. I know they love me and I know they love the Lord and I know I could go to them. And yet like, here I am. I I think I was kind of kept in this shell and like the world falling apart around me was like, oh gosh, it's just like, you know, it felt this kind of stuckness and like, then like getting to talk through that this summer and like really experiencing true freedom and feeling known through even a virtual environment with like the serve here interns of like my peers, like the, the, when like the six of us were all talking and sharing, it was like, oh my gosh, this is what we were made to do. Like, that that moment of like when I would feel really known and encouraged and spurred along would like it just catapults you into like the sense of freedom they're like okay like all those things don't exist like those that was really in my head and just like this this year getting to walk into that and asking my my best friends to hold me accountable to vulnerability um and just Mm -hmm. really getting to um ask and ask God to show me what it lives to live like a light um, in your community and to be a light in my community and to um, actually invite people into the really painful parts of my life, um, which I learned a ton from you this summer and from um, everyone in Zervere of just like that being allowed to happen. um, And that I think there is this sense of, wow, everyone's going through the same thing. Like my hurt can't, you know, I have so much to be thankful for. And like, that is true in and of itself, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, man, I think there's just the huge trust that was cultivated in my friendships this year of like, I trust you to really to let you in enough um, to tell you when everything isn't super great. And when maybe nothing tangible happened that hurt me, but I'm fearing my future or, you know, I'm having anxiety over, you know, future relationships, whatever that is. And just like, I think I was so challenged. God just like threw me in and was like, okay, now's your time. Like ask for help. <laughs> and so it was just so beautiful. I, I experienced so much freedom in friendships in conflict. Oh my gosh. I've learned so much about <laughs> conflict and just healthy ways to handle it and how to lean into it and how to bring God into it. And like, yeah, it's crazy. And I think it's just because everyone just has, everyone is so close and we didn't have much to do except for really reflect on our friendships and relationships and lean on those in such an odd time and so that's just been really beautiful to learn from. I love that I think you touched on something really important that I don't want to skip over and it's the idea that you can have really strong beautiful friendships and be lonely Mm -hmm. and that vulnerability can be a light like sharing your burdens and struggles or just confessing them can be what is a light to other people. And usually, yeah. and hopefully that's what this conversation is doing for people, just to yeah. to be able to experience that together and to know, okay, yeah, I didn't know how to verbalize that, but I felt that too, you know? I felt that as someone a few years ahead of you. I felt that in this season of my life um, and still do. 
And that's okay. And I think the important thing is to strengthen your friendships. Like it's what, what action are you taking from that loneliness? Because you could easily go into a shame place of, you know, telling yourself like you have way too much to be grateful for. So just like, don't feel lonely and you have no reason to feel lonely. Well, that doesn't take away the emotion, you know, but telling your friend, like, I'm feeling like this and I'm walking through this and hearing them say like, me too, I'm feeling this way. And, you know, let's make a plan for, you know, talking every Monday or something, whatever the thing is, which I am curious, how did you keep up with your friendships? If you weren't seeing them face to face, what were you texting more? Were you yeah sending voice memos <laughs> sending mail I don't know yeah um so you know now I, I think about it this summer um my my really close um, friend group there's about five of us that really know each other and live with each other um we were all over the place all over the state really um and we really we only had I think about maybe two or three zoom calls throughout the summer um, and, you know, other than that, we got to, like, text and catch up and all that, but, like, really, those were monumental of, like, it was, like, okay, we're all getting in this call, like, one of my friends working at camps, so they were, like, her one night off, like, we are getting on this call, and we are going to just, and it wasn't even, like, this super, like, deep and, like, intentional conversation, it was really just, like, I don't know, it really just goes back to being known, like, we were, like, ourselves and sharing really funny yeah. things and silly things, and that, like, I remember, like, every time I would end those calls, I was, like, it was, like, this kind of just breath of fresh air and relief that, you know, like, I am safe in these friendships, and, like, this is so good, and, like, this is a blessing from the Lord to, like, be able to experience a sense of joy um, in, in, through a Zoom call, um, mm-hmm. and so I think it really wasn't about the um, quantity as much as the quality of um, getting to, because I think there was a lot of pressure to be, like, okay, let's, text yeah here and I'm the worst texter ever so it's just like (laughs) not not great for someone like me um and so yeah there was just like quality moments um were kind of just like high points that really kept us um connected I think overall love that what lie do you think you're believing or you have believed in 2020 that you can let go of for 2021 Oh man. Um, honestly, complete transparency. I think just like the lie of, I don't even know if this might make sense, but the lie of comparison. Um, I really feel like I've gotten just a foothold on truth behind that. And when I say comparison, you know, that, that is hits so many areas, but, um, it's just been this idea that like, this semester, like, everyone is just going down such different paths, you know, every, some people, like, some of my closest friends, like, they have jobs now, and, you know, they're secured in, you know, their own way, and, you know, and then some people have these big dreams, and I'm like, wow, that would have been really cool if I had this dream, and so there's, like, this, like, noise, kind of, like, Aisha, you talk about, like, so much noise that kind of keeps me from just being, A, just, like, genuinely, like, yes, like, that's amazing for you, and now I'm on my own path, and that is good, mm-hmm. and, like, being able to stop it right there, I think there's just a lot of just true peace and like that's truly like what the Lord calls us to is to kind of just like end it right there and just be like not have to go down um this spiral of like well like I go back to like have I done enough or like Mm. maybe I should have done more or maybe if I networked more or maybe I just like 
am not as aspirational. All of those things that I think I'm really realizing, it's just like, wow, that's so unnecessary and like not life-giving and like doesn't take away, doesn't take you out of your person and your situation. You know, it, it only disables you to move forward and grow. Um, and so I think I'm, I'm really excited to like kind of have the break to just like process all of the, you know, all my friends are moving away and we're all getting jobs <laughs> and then go into the next semester of like, wow, like I'm so pumped for all of the people in my life that I know well, or maybe don't know super well and that they are going on their life journey because like, that's all I could ever want for them. And like that I know is what they would want for me and that like I'm on my own unique path and like I have certain strengths that and and weaknesses that have come with like my journey and where I I, Natalie am at today and like that is enough and like that is so good and like that's something to celebrate and not something to uh, just like tear myself down for or you know um whatever and so I, I think I'm just really ready to just let go of that need to be on the same level or the same page as everyone and just truly embrace like this is where I'm at like this is my last semester in college like this is good and this is a blessing and um yeah and truly just get to and then like get to celebrate other people's victories while I'm at it so it does I love those two words I think we get to an intersection especially well not I mean definitely in college we all have these moments where we have to choose to celebrate or to compare and you can go down the road of comparison and still correct and still like pivot to celebrating someone else um but i love that your thought is like yeah i know that this is something that is going to happen in my head i'm going to be just naturally inclined to go oh my gosh should i have applied for that or like did i miss my calling or did i miss like so, you know whatever the, the thought is but you can always stop it there and say hold on if I'm comparing myself I'm not celebrating that person and if I'm not celebrating that person I'm also not celebrating what's happening in my life and what God has equipped me to do or what you know I still have this whole unknown story ahead and that's really exciting <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to celebrate that and I love that I think that's that's huge that's like a you know preaching to me so I appreciate you sharing that yeah what are you what's your biggest hope for 2021 can be anything oh my gosh yes um biggest hope um I think I'm just hoping um to really just go all in um despite like it's kind of fun and funny and terrifying. Um, in the wise words of Taylor Swift in the song <laughs> 22, I just turned 22. The one of the main in the chorus it says it's miserable and magical, and I <laughs> really feel like that describes <laughs> year 22, young 20s, grad to graduate college. What am I doing? But this is so fun, and so I think I'm just like really excited to go in. Um, and hopeful to embrace whatever is to come mm. um, and not to take everything at such face value of, you know, this is it, or this is like the end, or this is, you know, anything, but just like get really excited um, for, yeah, just the journey of what's to come. I'm excited to, I'm probably going to move somewhere else. I've been in College Station for so long. And so yeah. you know, I'm gonna move to new, new city and, you know, meet new people and, really just embrace. I think that would be like the word that would be like my hope for myself and just like 
overall like embrace the newness of things um and with a way that's just like assuming like I'm like expectant like I'm going into it like joyfully expectant that's something I had to practice reminding myself a ton this summer was like every day I had it written at the top was like be joyfully expectant that like the Lord will use today even though it's just another day and so 2021 who knows what it's gonna bring you know pandemic is still there um and I'm gonna graduate college and I yeah so but it's really exciting and I'm just really hopeful um to just cultivate relationships because I think that those are everything honestly and that to really um invest in the ones that I have here knowing that what I'm investing now like that's what it's going to be left at like when I graduate college like whatever I left off like my relationships I invested here is like that's how we're going to keep up or like that's how it's going to continue based on like how much I chose to invest in that last um you know my my time here um in college and so yeah just really hopeful for embracing the unknowns that come with it yeah that is really good I mean if if we can all master being expectantly <laughs> joyful joyfully expectant <laughs> life would look so different and I love that that's how you I love that your hope or goal for 2021 is an internal one mm-hmm. that is going to be a lot easier to manage you know when the world does what the world does and <laughs> throws us curveballs um Okay, this is my last question. What's something you wish you would have told yourself January 1st of 2020? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, well, first, the first thing that comes to mind, which is what you have told us over and over and over again, is that it's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be number one. Um, but I think I just would have told myself that like, I, I should not, hold things too tightly like Mm. just should not like grab like the things that I would think was focusing on were the very specifics of internship and success in my eyes and other people's eyes and you know approval of my friends and relationships like things that are important but like in retrospect I'm like wow I spent like just going in like that was what was motivating me I think. Mm. Um, so, and that's also something that like I've learned and grown in a ton from like getting to talk um, to other sort of peer students of like, really like the process is so important. Um, and that, you know, I would tell myself like, don't be motivated by having the answer. Like, don't let your motivation be the day that you get the job or the internship because I would have told myself, you were going to know for three days what you're going to do. And then it would have, the world was going to shut down. <laughs> so I literally would have been like, you should have used that three months to just really embrace and grow and, you know, start, start the process in a way that, um, you know, you're not selling yourself short and just, yeah, just like really, I think caring for yourself and others, like in your process, because I think it's easy, like when we have these like one track minded goals, um, to like everything around you kind of is like, it's less important. You know, it's like, you don't, you're not going to take as much time. You're like, I I was home and I was like, mom and dad, like I'm focusing on applying for internships. Like I'm stressed. I'm, you know, all these things. And I think I just told myself like, Natalie, like, no, it's okay. Like go on a walk with your brother, like go Mm -hmm. do that. You You didn't need to apply for 
stress stressfully, I don't even know that's the word, stressfully apply for another internship. You know, like if you were good. Just right, like be fearfully motivated and yeah. do those things out of that place. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. That's so good. Well, I am so grateful that you said yes to doing this. I know, it. I don't know, it could be nerve wracking or just it's an unknown, but I think that this conversation is really going to bless so many people. And I'm so impressed with your wisdom and your your introspectiveness since I met you has been just something that um, drew me to you and really just causes everyone around you to kind of lean in. So I can't wait to see what your journey is and it is unique and special to you. And um, I'm just really, really proud of you. Thank you, Aisha. I'm so grateful to be on this and be at the beginning of such a beautiful journey that this podcast will be on. And so I'm just forever grateful that I said yes to serve here. <laughs> I sincerely hope Natalie's words were a reminder to you that you're not alone. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We have a few opportunities to give. If you're interested in becoming a serve here or dear graduate supporter, we are always welcoming to anyone willing to help our little operation grow. Follow the links in the podcast description to join us. Our music is by our dear friend, Brian Phillips. As always, I'm signing off with this reminder. Dear graduate, I'm proud of you. I believe in you. Your gifts are on purpose and Everything is going to be okay. Bye, y'all.